0: This episode of Everyday MBA is sponsored by Flowforma, award winning products for digital process automation. Find out more at flowforma.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everyday MBA interviews with best selling authors, innovative thought leaders, and top shelf executives, all sharing their best techniques and tips that you don't learn in business school. I'm your host, Kevin Crane, and I'm so pleased that you're listening. And so pleased to welcome Paul Stone to the show. There is a lot of excitement about digital process automation these days. And for good reason, business process automation brings the promise of relieving the burden of paper in everyday workflow and freeing people up from having to perform repetitive and mundane and manual tasks that slow the pace of business. But before you tune out, figuring (laughs) this is all about IT or technology... A new approach to process automation is emerging that puts users and frontline workers and and process owners in control, giving the folks that are most familiar with the process the ability to automate and improve processes without much or even any specialized coding or IT support. So how do you do it? Well, that's what we'll be discussing today with Paul Stone. Paul is a solution architect with Flowforma and an expert in digital process automation. Paul, welcome to Everyday MBA, and I want to explore about how we do all of this. But first, can you give us some perspective and grounding? As I mentioned, in the information technology sector, business process automation is getting a lot of attention, but line of business people and business owners, folks that are not necessarily steeped in technology, may not be familiar with the term and the ideas. Can you briefly describe what digital process automation is and how it works? Digital process automation, so where in the past, like you'd
1: he- think of uh, business process management systems, which were built by IT solution providers providing task management on critical processes, think of digital process automation as managing not just tasks, but data and documents too, and configured by business process owners themselves. So it allows you to digitize on a large scale without running into, you know, the problems of uh the high cost of .IT. providers and the delays that can occur d- during that process?
0: That's the key point, isn't it, that this is something that enables process owners to d- are enabled to do without necessarily a large team of .IT. folks or custom coding involved. and that's really the secret part of it, or the, the, the innovative part of the approach
1: yeah absolutely, and um, really the whole idea is to empower those business process owners, the guys who actually know um you know what the business really needs and who have a responsibility to manage those processes in the business, those are the guys who really care if you like and and it's it's to get those guys empower them to actually do that digitization themselves so that they can um, drive uh, efficiencies ultimately at the end of the day and without having to go through that third party. Because whenever you're going through a third party, there's always going to be misunderstandings and delays and so on. And the final Mm. result may not be quite as good as you wanted it to be. So take control. uh, Digitize yourselves and and get the the results that you will need.
0: And your priority may not be someone else's priority. Absolutely.
1: And uh, just to say as well, when you want to change things, you'd be dependent on that third party as Mm. well to kind of change things for you. And yeah, you'd run into a lot of difficulty then.
0: So, in what ways are organizations currently doing this, and what are the impacts to their performance?
1: Well, the largest need that we see is that uh, the need to remove paper-based processes. There are so many paper-based processes around, or processes that are buried in email chains and uh, spreadsheets that people just create on the fly um, to manage them, and so on. Um, so, there's a lot of scope for for uh, digitizing those processes and doing them in a controlled, repeatable way, um, and also Um, by implementing a system where you can measure the efficiency of the process because if you've got the process on paper and email and so on there's no way to actually measure its performance so there's an awful lot of processes even where people uh, have uh, traditional bpm systems in place there's still plenty of processes that that they've not got around to Um, and there's lots of uh, scope for efficiency there opportunity for efficiency that they're actually missing out on so That's the biggest need we see see coming from our customers is that they're looking to remove those old uh, inefficient paper-based processes so they can gain control over them and improve them and drive efficiency in that way. Um, Yeah, in terms of the impacts, uh, what we've noted is that people who embark on uh, DPA programs, they're looking at uh, efficiencies gained of about typically over 50% on any paper-based process that they automate. So, um, you know, DPA platform allows you to automate that process very quickly. um, And you can see benefits coming back from it very quickly. And even if the process is not um, a major one in your organization, if you're saving more than 50% Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of efficiency, you're gaining a lot. And if you do 10 of them
0: or 100 of them, that really adds up to a lot of saving at the end of the day. You're saying a couple of things to me that, The improvement percentage at 50% or so is compelling in itself. And then the process is then measurable, which is another key tenet of continuous process improvement. If I can't measure it, I can't manage it. So tell me how all of this works, though. because. If I'm a business person and I'm saying, okay, this sounds great, but what does it really mean to me in my organization? I've heard of low-code development where you, you're able to develop an application or workflow with rather low amounts of coding and support, but what is no-code app development?
1: Yeah, low code is, um, uh, is common in the marketplace at the moment, but uh, with low code, you're still dependent on that IT resource to help you out. And no code basically means that, uh, you don't need to understand coding. You don't need to be an IT developer or you don't need to have to call an IT developer to build out a solution. So literally, you just need to understand the process that you're trying to work on and be able to understand it in a very logical way and then you can actually go in and configure uh, a solution rather than actually coding a solution and basically what that's all to do with is ramp up time so your your the, the level of skills that you need it skills that you need to require to, to actually implement a solution are very low and you certainly don't need to uh, learn any coding language which can take months <laughs> so right. it's a, much faster way to getting your results and you don't have to become any kind of IT professional to uh, to actually deliver those results.
0: So Paul, tell me then in what way specifically have you seen organizations use this and what kinds of applications and where do we find the most uh, opportunity for improvement using this approach? Well, the biggest um, successes that we've
1: seen are um, mainly in uh, organizations that use a lot of paper. So, for example, uh, a classic uh, example is the construction industry. The construction industry is quite far behind in terms of digital transformation. So, if you look at the various industries, like finance being very forward-thinking, if you like, construction is okay. is lagging behind. And in, if you go into any construction project, you'll typically see lots of pieces of paper flying around an office or around a construction site. And this is uh, one industry where we've seen a lot of benefit from a DPA platform. And the reason is that you can take all those pieces of paper, uh, standardized forms, and you can actually make them into electronic forms. Electronic forms that are actually accessible on mobile devices. So you can actually work on a a construction site, fill in a form on a construction Mm -hmm. site on a mobile device, and then submit it into HQ automatically, um, which saves immediately saves an enormous amount of time versus uh, typical paper processes. So um, the thing about it is as well is that there are typically a very large number of different types of forms um, and digitizing one on its own, yeah, sure, you make a saving, but your real saving is to be able to digitize a lot of those pieces of paper. Um, So do it at scale. And this is where DPA platforms really come into play because you can actually, um, like within the space of um, like a couple of days, you can digitize a piece of paper and a process surrounding that. um, And you can also... um, and in, introduce automation into that so you can automatically email people for example you can automatically create uh interim documents uh during that process um, and this really adds up to a lot of savings at the end of the day so in environments where there are lots of paper-based processes you can really gain a lot of benefit from a, a dpa platform and the other thing is that many of those environments which are still paper-based in this era of digital transformation, many of those environments don't have a lot of IT resources. So there is no option, if you like, to digitize that paper um, using traditional methods, let's say. Mm-hmm. So introducing that DPA platform that can do it very quickly using business resources um, really helps uh, make a, a lot of saving in an environment which otherwise there wouldn't, would be no opportunity.
0: That's a great example, and in an environment where time is absolutely money, and mistakes are are money as well
1: yeah, absolutely, and um, where people are filling in pieces of paper hmm. incorrectly or illegibly, um, you know that actually results in project delays, which results in the delivery of the building, which can cost a vast yeah. amount of money, so ultimately Huge. you're mitigating risks as well, so you 're not just improving performance but you're mitigating project risk which is very significant in, in, obviously in the construction environment.
0: It is now the time in history where we can do these kinds of things that we may have been dreaming about for a while. Do you feel this, that this is a fundamental shift in the way that that we will be doing business, how applications will be designed and deployed now and in the future?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And because there are just not enough IT people around, IT resources around to actually uh, digitize, process, and automate in, in the way that Businesses need to do. And as more and more businesses through the digital transformation efforts become a, a fully digital organization, paperless organization, and um, you know, that's just increasing their competitiveness. So it kind of, it's a, a snowball has started rolling where the early adopters of, um, of this kind of technology are going to push ahead of their competitors. So it's going to push the whole, uh, many industry sectors forward. Um, using this new technology um, to actually become truly digital, paperless organizations. Um, so it's a method of achieving that. Where, you know, if you were dependent on the IT department to do that for you, you'd be waiting a long time. <laughs> so uh, yeah, absolutely, it's it's kind of and um, kind of accelerating. Uh, we see this accelerating in the marketplace, and more and more companies and more and more industries are adopting this kind of DPA approach, do it yourself approach to uh, to the rightest solutions. Absolutely. You're listening to Everyday MBA.
0: Our guest today is Paul Stone. He is a solution architect with Flowforma. Flowforma is revolutionizing the way that we approach digital process automation and workflow. Their products are trusted by IT, but give the power to business experts, linking workflow and decision-making with process improvement in a way that really makes a difference in organizational performance find out more at flowforma.com. That's flowforma.com. I want to shift gears and talk about enterprise organizations. Many enterprise organizations have multiple information repositories and systems, both formal and informal, and that can make it a challenge to bring all those pieces together effectively. What are some ways that you've seen organizations be successful in overcoming that challenge?
1: Well, with Flowforma, when we originally designed a product, we actually linked data and documents and workflow all together in one single user interface. And um, so that as you move through a workflow, you saw data related to tasks and documents related to tasks and so on, all in one interface. And what it allows you to do is actually link multiple systems together and um, through a chain of actions. So if you imagine there are several people involved in a business process, and um, as each person works on their piece of the process, you pull and push data in and out of your backend systems so that you end up with a, uh, an audit trail almost of the uh, actions that were taken to complete your business process and achieve your business goal. And um, so Flowforma kind of acts as an orchestration layer. If I, could, if I could be so, uh, so <laughs> IT uh, and 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 basically acts as a layer on top of your systems that, that shows the human activity that links uh, transactions uh, transaction mm-hmm. together. Um, so basically, you're you're still going to have your um, backend systems there. Your SAP or ERP system, for example, is still going to be there, but you have this kind of layer on top of that 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 governs the human interaction with that those systems in the backends to uh, to achieve those business goals
0: so is that the unification we, we always hoped for one repository of all the information in the organization one one source of truth if if you will so are, are we able to achieve that now yeah
1: absolutely um you certainly can and you have basically that the the various the i think the challenge for businesses is that the source of truth is different for different types of um, information. Right. So you have um, maybe your ERP system to store your client details and you have um, a different different system to store product details and so on. And basically having one system that actually talks to each one of those. and um, so it always references the, the correct system for your master data that um, allows you to link human activity to the actual data stores that store that master information.
0: And again, to me, that sounds like some secret sauce in there because our objective is to use information in ways that advance the performance of the organization, not just to save more and more of it. Um, and so, without that unification and that uh, ability to get to all of it and understand all of it at a, at a, at a holistic level, a strategic level, we're never quite there yet.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you need a you need a, a system that. Reco- records that human activity, the human interaction with mm. the data, and um, so you can capture um, how that data changes over time and so on. Uh, this is the missing link, if you like, because the data stores that you have at the moment they're they're showing the data at one point in time, a static data store, if you like. And uh, Flowforma actually stores all the activity around that and manages a lot of that activity, controls that activity as well.
0: All right. Again, how do I do it? Can you give us an example of an organization or a type of organization or process? that you have seen that's been particularly successful with this approach?
1: Yeah, a very common um, use case for our product is uh, to handle onboarding. So where you have client or supplier onboarding, um, usually that's a multi-stage process, um, and it requires data to be captured accurately by different people um to achieve the goal of onboarding let's say a supplier and also you have to have the ability to externalize a process and have that client or supplier actually enter the data themselves on their desktop in their organization and then that data is captured accurately and passed then into uh your organization to be processed usually by several different people before it t- hits your back end so the whole idea of a client and supplier onboarding very common use case and requires interaction with multiple people, people outside your organization, and also referencing um, data stores inside your company to ensure that all the information is captured accurately and correctly. And down the line, this is so significant because that supplier data, the details of the supplier, the details of that client, they will be used for reporting. And so many other processes are dependent on that information being correct and accurate That uh, this is a, a area that a lot of clients of ours are interested in uh, have implemented and uh, gains real benefits really quickly you're listening to everyday
0: mba i'm speaking with paul stone solution architect with flow forma now paul we have reached the action item round of the show. I'm wondering if you could please provide us with three quick action items that our listeners can do to begin to take advantage of your ideas and advice.
1: Yeah, I think the first thing you need to do is look at the uh, processes that you could op- automate. So take a good look at those um, paper-based processes, see where there are pain points in your organization and um, pick some candidates where you could try out DPA. And that brings me on to the second point, is. Tr- Try it out yourself. Um, at the end of the day, you know, I can say whatever I like about, you know, this, these systems are designed for business people. But, hey, it's very easy to actually take a trial and actually try it out yourself and build out a process. And uh, here at Flowformer, we're very happy to help you do that. And then the last way is measure the results. So with Flowforma, um, like we said right back at the start, you have this ability to uh, measure those digitized processes. So you can actually gauge how quickly – and how much, sorry, you engage how much benefit that a digitalized process is actually bringing you. So that's the last point, really, to actually measure the, um, the results that you're, you're gaining through uh, that, that uh, digital process that you've uh, put together yourself.
0: Paul, it's been great speaking with you today. We're almost out of time. But before I let you go, one last question. What should CIOs be thinking about and strategizing for in order to be prepared for the world in 10 years' time?
1: Well, it's really the democratization of IT. So CIOs typically um, you know, are managing IT departments that deliver it into the business. Well, they've got to be thinking of the business doing it themselves and letting um, control out to the business. So providing infrastructure to allow those business people to digitize the pro- processes and solutions themselves. Um, And then provide the guardrails for that, and also the help and advice that those business people are going to need going forward. So it's really putting themselves in a different position where um, actually realizing that they cannot deliver all the uh, IT needs that the business has, um, but hey, support the business in doing it themselves.
0: That's Paul Stone with Flowforma. Paul, thanks a lot for being our guest today on Everyday MBA.
1: That's great. Thanks very much for the opportunity, Kevin.
0: That'll do it for this episode of Everyday NBA. And do you want to be a guest on the show? It could happen. Join our Knowledge Leadership Circle and be featured in an interview of your own. Be a guest. Just go to everyday-mba.com guest for more information. That's everyday-mba.com guest.